0: by Becca Shern of minimalwellness.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the planet, from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And then on Fridays, I do something a little different. I answer your questions. You can send me a question by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask, or I'm now taking email questions, so you can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. I hope you had a very merry and safe Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful Kwanzaa and Boxing Day if you celebrate those, but I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's article and continue optimizing your life. Exercise, by Becca Schern of minimalwellness.com. We are built to move. The human form is beautifully and perfectly suited for endurance, power, and flexibility. For optimal health, we must respect, celebrate, and nurture our physical abilities with purposeful and enjoyable activity. Think about a young child. How do they move? Frequently, vigorously, joyfully. They run, jump, and play all day long if adults don't interfere. But at some point, the vast majority of kids are funneled into the school system put behind desks to learn, and in deference to academic achievement, physical activity is relegated to gym class and recess, if the kids are lucky. As adults, most Americans spend copious amounts of time in a chair, behind the wheel, on the couch, or in bed, and have lost interest in the capacity for and enjoyment of movement. Exercise becomes something we should, but often don't want, to do. We all know movement leads to better health. And most of us are aware of some of the specific ways physical activity impacts disease states, such as reducing blood pressure, improving insulin sensitivity and cardiovascular health, and protecting against cancer and obesity. But the nebulous term of better health isn't very motivating. Enter the commercialization of exercise. The fitness industry sells us on exercise as a way to become attractive, stronger, fitter, leaner, sexier, While we are still a fairly sedentary society with 25 to 35% of the adult population reporting zero physical activity, nearly half of Americans do meet minimum aerobic exercise guidelines, yet obesity rates continue to climb. In fact, research has shown that without dietary modification, even the best-designed exercise plan will likely only reduce body mass by 1 to 3%. Although their objectives are different, the food industry also sells us on exercise as a means to burn off all of the calories they push us to continually consume. They preach that a calorie is a calorie, regardless of the source, and all we have to do to lose weight is to exercise more. Many of us end up believing what we're sold. As long as we don't consume too many calories and dutifully go to the gym four to five days a week, we'll look fabulous. Except that a calorie isn't a calorie, and we cannot expect 30 to 60 minutes of occasional exercise to compensate for an unhealthy diet, especially one that's laden with sugar. Exercise and calorie counting simply isn't very good at giving us the visible results we've been cultured to desire. However, what exercise is very good at is making you feel and look better from the inside out, especially if you have the right expectations about the purpose and outcomes of physical activity. These internal effects of exercise are tremendously important, but less celebrated because they're far more difficult to commodify. Improved cognitive functioning, both processing and memory, sleep, mood, gut microflora composition, and self-image, and reduced symptoms of stress, anxiety, and depression are all subtle but very real benefits from purposeful movement. I believe, and research supports, that recognizing these intrinsic benefits of exercise as pleasurable, enjoyable, and gratifying is critical to maintaining an active lifestyle. But the minimum exercise recommendations generally can't make up for our poor diets. So for optimal results from physical activity, we simply must move more and move more frequently throughout the day. Finding joy and value in movement is vital when our schedules are full or we struggle with motivation. Exercise will help you function better physically, mentally, and emotionally. Personally, I prioritize physical activity because I love the benefits. I think more clearly. I sleep better. My mood is more positive and happy. I have more stamina and strength. And yes, I tend to look better when I regularly exercise. For all of those reasons, exercise also makes me an exponentially better parent. I've also found that including my daughter as much as possible when seeking movement helps us both. She learns by watching and moving with me, and I love showing her how enjoyable movement can be. She and I frequently bike to preschool, take walks or hikes in the evenings and on the weekends, and we play at the park. We move together every day. Additionally, I have my own exercise routine that usually includes more intensity, such as running or biking, a kettlebell, and stretching. If you're struggling to start or stick with exercise, try to realign your thinking to value the intrinsic benefits. Find activities that feel good and challenge you, and then put in the effort to make them habitual. Experiment with hiking, walking, dance, running, yoga, biking, crossfit, mountain climbing, stand-up paddle boarding, group fitness classes, whatever you enjoy or can learn to enjoy, and will do regularly. If needed, start with one day a week and build from there. With each incremental improvement, you'll feel and function better and be on your way to radiant, optimal health. I'll be cheering for you. You just listened to the post titled, Exercise, by Becca Schern of minimalwellness.com. I recently tried stand-up paddleboarding, actually. It probably wasn't the best idea to try it at night. It's always hard to see what's lurking in the water beneath you at night. But luckily, I was in a bay, and what was really cool is the paddleboard that I was standing on had this light underneath the board. And so the board lit up the water just below the paddleboard. It created this really cool effect. And so as I was paddling around in the harbor, I wasn't in the open ocean because that would have been really freaky for me. I saw stingrays floating below me. I was positive I was gonna end up in the drink and getting stung by one of them, but I actually did okay. But there was this moment where I'm in the harbor and I'm paddling along, and after I kind of got over the fear of ending up in the water and getting stung, it was meditative. I was actually in a group of like 19 other people and we were all paddle in the same space. But there was this moment about halfway through where everyone stopped talking and all you could hear was the sound of the waves Slapping against the paddleboard and people's oars hitting and dragging the water. There was this moment where it became meditative. The sounds, the rhythmic motion of me pushing my oar through the water, it became really meditative, and I got into this really happy headspace. I never would have known that I would have that reaction had I not tried this paddleboarding thing. And I was totally anxious before. I had never done it, and I was sure that I would be the only one out of those 20 folks to end up in the water somehow but you know what? It was fantastic, and I'm gonna do it again. So the bottom line is this, try something. Try something new. If you don't like exercise, you probably just haven't found the thing that you actually do like. Oh, and stop calling it exercise. Think of it as an activity, and go join others who are doing it too. I mentioned this before. If you're kind of nervous about being a beginner at something, take a class at the local community college. Most of those folks are beginners too. It won't cost you all that much. The instructors have to know what they're talking about, otherwise they wouldn't have been hired in the first place. So that's often a great place to start. And again, that's how I started getting into yoga. I took it at a community college first. So don't give up, keep trying new things, and I guarantee you'll find something that you actually don't hate all that much. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.